Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exhilarating episode of Planet of the Agents. For those of you who have been missing me, I really appreciate that. I could feel it because I actually received some communications from people asking me, what's going on with the show? Where have you been? Well, like I said, at the end of last year, one of my main goals was to turn this into a YouTube show that would also be available as a podcast. And that is what I've been working on. It did take me a little bit longer to get started than I expected. So I did want to release another episode of the show and continue the podcast until my YouTube studio and all the things I have been working on are complete. So As always, just a quick reminder, of course, I would love it if you would subscribe to the show wherever you are listening and turn on notifications if you have them. And of course, if you love the show, drop a comment below in the app you're using. And of course, don't forget to click those five stars or thumbs up or whatever you see on your screen. I totally appreciate that. And it helps me spread the show. So let's dive in to today's topic. And I want to call that what has been going on in the insurance industry. Now, so many things are always going on and things are perpetually changing, but I am fortunate enough to talk to a lot of different agents who share their feelings with me about things that they're seeing and things that they are experiencing all over the country. So not only do people reach out to me from the podcast, which of course you can do, And of course, don't forget one other little reminder. Make sure you are signed up for my newsletter at planetoftheagents.com. I have really uh, spent some time and energy enhancing the club as well. So if you join the newsletter, you will find out how to get access to the club and some cool additional items and how to reach me. But because I am on the wholesale side of the business, I do talk to a lot of people who are out in the field, a lot of retail agents. Of course, I talk to carriers too. But for all the agents out there, you know that uh, you are the people that I want to help the most, and I want to hear your stories, and I want to share all of our experiences to help make everyone more successful and also to make our lives easier so that we can focus on what we want to be doing rather than some of the tedious tasks that we are stuck toiling with day after day. So... As usual, I like to try to divide what I'm talking about into two different sections. I like to talk about both personal lines and commercial lines in the property and casualty business. And if you're new to the show and you are a life insurance agent, I do talk about that as well. But there seem to be fewer changes that I hear people on the life side talking about. Um, I was actually just talking with a wealth manager the other day, and he was telling me that life insurance feels like it's always the same thing to him. Now, I know you have complex products on the life insurance side as well. You have different types of opportunities and rules, but I cannot think there are as many changes as we see in the property and casualty business. So 
Let's first start talking about what's going on in the world of personal lines. So the number one biggest complaint that I have been hearing about lately is that it's getting really difficult to place some homes. And I hear that primarily with people who are dealing with brush areas. Now, if you're a California insurance agent, you are probably hearing the word brush more than ever. It seems to be something that agents from California are constantly telling me about, and that's probably because, hmm, what could be the big concern with brush for an insurance company? (laughs) That's right, they're called fires. Yeah, because of the fires. So each year when you have your fires down there, you are going to have changes. But more than ever, I am hearing people tell me that they are struggling. And it's not just independent agents. I hear captive agents telling me that as well. I do have uh, agents that I work with and that I talk to, of course, who represent a lot of the big uh, captive companies. And they tell me they're just struggling. People have told me stories about having personal lines quotes that were written with, you know, popular carriers, well-known names like Travelers or Chubb or other companies. And now those homes have been moved into brush areas, which is causing them to, of course, go to surplus lines or the fair plan. Now, I know that many states uh, or have state options for fire areas. There are other states that have something called the fair plan or similar. You know, if you are in... Texas or a coastal area or Florida, you might be thinking of something like the wind pool, which is for people who can't get uh, coverage for things like hurricanes and other wind and hail situations. In the brush areas, it's going to be issues with fire. And I've never heard it become such a struggle. I have seen and heard people tell me stories where they used to have a customer who was paying something like, say, $3,000 in premium, right? And now it's been tagged as a brush area. So they might be getting non-renewed, which is one possible situation, or they might uh, have sold their home and then the new owner is now unable to secure coverage and they are seeing premiums that are through the roof. I hear about $20,000 premiums, $50,000 premiums. I think I saw one that was $72,000. Now to be fair, that home had a very high rebuilding cost and It was in a very wealthy neighborhood, probably one of the richest neighborhoods or richest zip codes, if you will, in the United States. But even if someone pays $5 million for their home, uh, I don't think they're expecting a premium of $70,000. And of course, that's the price they paid, not the rebuilding cost. And land apparently is becoming more valuable because, uh, well, there's always location, 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 which is very famous in the real estate industry. But um, it is an amazing market right now that we're seeing in housing. So that's one issue I'm seeing. People are talking to me a lot about that. And I'm actually, I'm not sure where people are going to be able to go in the standard markets. I think you're going to see more surplus lines in tough situations like this because the surplus lines carriers, of course, are willing to take on you know different level of risk. That's part of their business. But in return, of course, you know, policies could be more restrictive. Always look for those restrictions. Make sure you read your exclusions, etc. And, of course, uh, they are willing to charge a premium for it, right? That is part of the business. Now, what else am I hearing about in the personal lines market? Well, you might have noticed this. It's something called inflation. And that is driving up the price of a lot of things. And somebody actually said to me, well, does inflation just change my premium? And I was thinking, well, no, it's not 
Oh, and when I say that, by the way, it was an agent who asked me that. I remember he said something like, does inflation just change our premiums? I'm like, well, uh, you have to think about all the things involved, right? You have lumber costs are up, so if they have to rebuild a home, it's a problem. The cost of repairing vehicles is up. And uh, I'm going to say that, you know, I do want to say I'm proud of a few carriers who have uh, put out some infographics I've seen, which are pretty helpful. If you are looking, by the way, at trying to explain to your customers why are the prices of things going up? I mean, of course you have the cost of labor has gone up, right? The body shops have to be paid more. People are being paid more. There are delays on parts, which are, you know, I mean, that has just become quite a difficult thing. I'm hearing about delays on all kinds of materials. Uh, I hear about it from just different people, and I don't have any specific time frames on them, but it sounds like people are really struggling to get things repaired. And so... When people ask you, you know, why are things going up, well, along with you, know, you explaining it to them, you might also want to check with your carriers to see if they could provide you with some useful information, right? some talking points. I love talking points. I'm a big fan of that. If you work with me as a wholesaler, uh, you, you probably notice that sometimes we send some notable items or we point out some things that are worth mentioning, things of that nature. And... Uh, I find that really helpful. It's really good to have that stuff around, you know, on a specific policy, of course, if you're trying to compare two things, but also just for being able to explain things to your customers in terms that are clear and easy to understand. And if a carrier or someone provides you with an infographic, like an easy to understand diagram, I think that's even more helpful. I love infographics, and I think they have been very helpful in explaining a lot of things. Okay, so that's how you hear on the personal line side. I haven't heard a lot about specialty except some restrictions on certain vehicle types. Um, I remember when dune buggies became very difficult to insure, and there was a time in my life when I was quoting a lot of dune buggies and off-road vehicles, and then the high-value ones became incredibly difficult to insure. And if you're out there and you are writing uh, dune buggy or, or specialty offered vehicle policies, and you're able to write high limit policies, I'd love to hear where you're doing it. Send me an email. You know, it's just dave at planetoftheagents.com. It's just my name, dave at planetoftheagents.com. I'm curious to hear what people are doing because I have not heard lately anyone be able to do it. Um, agents ask me about it. They'll say, my customer just bought a $50,000 dune buggy or a $200,000 buggy, and they want to take it out to Glamis or Dumont, or somewhere in a dune somewhere, and they're really struggling to find coverage. So it'd be great if we could share those ideas with everyone out there. Okay, so the reason, by the way, I'm talking about all these things is because these are some of the things that I want to dive into in future episodes where we address changes and difficulties that agents are seeing and work on helping you explain what's going on to your customers and also work to help you, hopefully, Find what they need, right? Finding coverage. So let's talk next about the commercial market. Well, there are many different commercial lines, so I can only touch on some of them. And the first thing I'm seeing, and I want to start by talking about general liability. And that can will include you know, general liability with products liability and business owners' policies kind of in this portion of the conversation. What I'm seeing now, and I haven't seen for a long time, is I'm finally seeing admitted carriers or standard markets, if you prefer to call them, or maybe you want to call them preferred markets, I'm finally seeing them pull back a little and start to decline some things. For example, one agent told me they had a lot of 
clients who directly import products and they're importing them from a foreign country, which means, of course, that they could be classified as a manufacturer. And now their carriers are non-renewing people who are importing products. And they're now being forced to go into surplus lines. To be, to be fair, from my point of view, as someone who works in surplus and who is a wholesaler, you know, that's obviously good for our side of the business because that is what our carriers uh, often like to write. And part of that has to do with the product's liability risk and things of that nature. So that's always something to think about uh, when you're seeing these non-renewals is to realize that there are markets out there. They're just not as easy to quote or they don't have online systems or they're going to require underwriting. And, you know, there's a reason those carriers must be doing that because they are probably losing money on those risks. So additionally, I am hearing just that some classes have been restricted I'm seeing some contractors that were written by insurtech companies or carriers that have a large online presence, maybe carriers that are not clearly insurtech plays, meaning insurance technology companies, but rather carriers who've created an online program and given the public or agents or both access to such programs. I am seeing them send out notices saying that there are certain classes of business that they will not be writing anymore. To me, or any of you seasoned veterans out there, that probably doesn't come as a surprise because that is something to be expected. I think a lot of us were expecting this when we saw instant online quotes for some contractors. One that I always think of is when I look at roofers. Roofers tend to be an expensive class of quoting, right? When you think of getting a quote for roofers insurance, you might be thinking something like, whoa, $5,000 minimum premium, or whoa, $7,500 minimum premium. Then you see the carriers who are quoting them instantly on a website with instant binding for $750. The same goes for plumbers. Again, it's a higher hazard class. And if you don't work in commercial, by the way, class or classification, that means industry or you know business type. Um, and if, by the way, quick note, um, I'm going to mention this real quick. If you, if you are just getting into commercial lines and you're just getting into commercial insurance and business insurance, don't be scared to, well, listen to the show. Don't be scared to reach out to me and see how we can help and hopefully bring you up to speed because I do think that commercial is going to be a huge part of the future for the independent agency channel of distribution. And, well, for any agent for that matter, I mean, not if you work in a call center at a big company because that's going to be different. That could be personal lines focused. But I do see... Uh, that being just a huge part of what independent agents are going to do because you great agents out there have access to so many markets as where the consumer cannot locate these things. But let's continue talking about what else I'm hearing. The other thing, of course, I'm seeing in property insurance is going to be similar to homeowner's insurance in that brush areas are growing more and more. But I don't hear very often much about brush in uh, in the same areas because housing is built in different places and habitational locations are obviously built in different places than commercial. So that does make sense. Although interestingly, today I got a quote declined uh, in, I believe, the great state of Tennessee because the underwriter was concerned about wind risk. So I do hear stories about tornadoes. I do see rates uh, in my own quotes in places like Oklahoma and Texas. I do see rates you know, going up a bit. And it's very interesting to see 
the rates change. Overall, in my own experience, since I quote a lot of general liability, I have seen just rates go up on certain things, uh, in particular contractors and certain distributors. Those are the ones I notice when I'm processing renewals and I'm getting those quotes and I say, whoa, look at last year's uh, policy. What a, what a shift. And sometimes, and I'd, I'd love to see, hear what you're seeing, I, I might see an increase of like 30 or 40 percent. And that is, whew, that is, that can be a hard pill to swallow for some people. But on the other hand, I'm not seeing people not renew, so maybe that means they understand what's going on in the market. The other things I've seen be tough for those of you who write EPLI, Employment Practices Liability Insurance, well, I feel like that's an ever-changing market. And uh, you know, I think carriers over the years have been able to fine-tune that a little. I do see in some states now where we used to have the ability to get uh, instant quotes for the agents, or we could get you know, rapid quotes, we could put them in the computer and a quote would come back basically immediately. I'm now seeing some of those put on hold and they're all being directed to an underwriter. So there must be concerns there as well, probably because of everything we've all been dealing with since you know March of 2020 through today, all the way in the year 2022. So that's to be expected. The EPLI market was once uh, kind of a wild place where rates were all over and there were a lot of concerns about potential lawsuits. And now what I kind of think of as the new EPLI and something I see that has kind of been constant flux and has been changing quite a bit is the cyber liability market. If you don't ever quote cyber liability, or maybe you call it data breach, you might call it privacy liability, network liability, there are many components to it, of course, um, and you're thinking about getting into that, there are quite a few changes that have come out, not just at one place, because different carriers have different coverage forms, different definitions, different questions they ask on the application, you know, following some of the recent huge breaches and things like that, there are new questionnaires I'm seeing from some carriers. And what's interesting is a lot of times the insured or the customer, the applicant, whatever you're referring to them as, they might not even understand the questions, which means possibly they don't have what they need in place to protect themselves. It's also, I see a lot of uh, talk about multi-factor authentication and things of that nature, like authenticators. You might use some of them. There are some well-known ones out there. Of course, there's like the Google authenticators. LastPass might have one. One password might have has one in it. There are a few different authenticators out there. There's Authy. And you see those types of things coming up. And what's interesting is when I hear people ask for cyber liability, I think a lot of times they're just trying to meet a contract requirement. Now, not a bigger company because they might want it just to protect themselves, but I see a lot of people who are just interested in meeting the requirement of some sort of contract. And I find that you know, interesting because they're in this situation now where they have to buy this insurance and they have to maybe make some changes to qualify for the insurance. Uh, cyber liability is actually something that we have been focusing on bringing to agents. So if you if you're interested in starting to quote that stuff, also reach out to me. Um, you can, of course, uh, sign up as a producer on our website at yesbaker.com. That's Y-E-S-B-A-K-E-R.com. Great name, right? Baker. <laughs> so you can sign up there, sign up as a new producer, and you get access to cyber liability and a bunch of other cool insure techs and access to quoting some of the easy stuff that we can do on our website, which is very exciting. But... This cyber liability thing is something I think we're going to see more people selling in the future. It seems that um, there are a lot of opportunities because a lot of people don't have it and they they can't be happy. Well, let me rephrase that. They could be happy with what they get as an add-on onto a business owner's policy if they even have such a thing. But it might be really 
low limit. You know, it might be $10,000 when really they need to buy a million or two or $3 million, right? But what's interesting is that uh, there are so many carriers with new products. There are insure tech companies uh, who are putting out products. And it's, it's just really interesting to see the range of prices in the quotes and the coverage offerings. And also, it's interesting to see the applications. I, I find that really interesting. It's like one company asks, you know, perhaps we'll say 75 questions, and another company uh, that I'm working with now is asking only eight questions. And that makes it very easy to get a quote. And that whole discussion about ease of use is going to be an entire episode because that is becoming a huge deal. I remember... Not to change topics uh, as we wrap up this episode, but I remember the old days. They would send out these surveys, right? You would get surveys in your email, which you still probably do, and they would ask you, what are the most important things for you when finding a carrier? They would ask you, rank them numbers one to five, right? And I remember people would always talk about commission or coverage. Those were, you know, one and two probably. I, I don't know exactly what everyone voted on, but that's, that's what, in my experience, I would hear people bring that up. But now, I think ease of use and ability to get a quote quickly and efficiently has become a major factor. That might be number one for a lot of you listening out there. And I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's a new world where people expect everything instantly. And I'm a little bit shocked that certain companies expect instant quotes too. Like I had been talking to someone who had a company they were getting a quote for. I think it was like a $20 million in revenue was what the company was pulling in. And they needed like cyber, professional, general liability. And they said, oh, can I have the quote by tomorrow? I was thinking, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, these are going to be underwritten because what this business is, is something that is just not a common business. It has to be reviewed by a human being. So ease of use is on the table for a topic for an upcoming episode. But the first thing I wanted to talk about uh, was this episode as I jump back into the podcast before we come out with the YouTube show, which, of course, don't worry, you'll be able to watch online or listen to on your favorite podcast platform. And that's what's so great about it. And I really appreciate the insights that many of you have shared with me where you mentioned that you would actually like to watch a show or have it on in the background. And I thought that was, that was great, and I enjoy doing the same thing. So I do understand and I do want to make sure that it is available so you can listen, of course, on your drive or on your jog or wherever you are uh, listening to a podcast as well. So it will be available. But the most exciting thing for me is going to be that I'll be able to show you things on the screen as well whenever you want to watch it. And interviews will be you know, visible, which is very exciting. So I want to wrap up this episode just saying thanks for listening once again. And if there are topics you'd like me to talk about, I think uh, – it would be great if you just reached out to me. You could send me an email. You can drop a comment below the podcast or whatever, wherever you are listening to this. You can email me, of course, at dave at planetoftheagents.com. And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter once again at planetoftheagents.com. Signing up for the newsletter is something and probably the only way you're going to find out all the cool stuff we're doing, the upcoming webinar I'm working on, and uh, get some, you know, of my insights as well as access to the newly enhanced Planet of the Agents Club, which I am really excited about. So, everybody, I cannot wait to talk to you in the next episode when we start diving deeper into things once again. This was more of a recap episode of what I've been hearing about and what people are struggling with. And I'd love, of course, don't forget, 
it's very important. Send me an email. Let me know what you are Thanks struggling with and what topics you'd like me to touch on in an upcoming show. Sure All right, everybody. I cannot wait to talk so to you in the next episode. Take care. Episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.